Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to The Last Show on Earth. I'm John Owen Jones. And I'm Alistair Brammer, and welcome to the podcast where each episode we ask our guests the big, big question that nobody ever dared to ask. If there was a huge asteroid hurtling towards Earth, threatening to destroy life as we know it, and you could see one more show before you die, what would it be? It can be anything you want, something you've seen, something you wish you'd been there to see, or something you've made up entirely. In this episode, we are joined by Welsh musical theatre star, Eurovision contestant and X Factor wonder, Lucy Jones. Lucy has a CV as long as my arm and has played leading roles in Waitress, Wicked, Legally Blonde and We Will Rock You to name just a few and is currently in the London production of Les Arab, where she has returned to the role of Fontaine. Now John and I have both worked with the extremely busy and supremely talented Lucy many times over the years and have wanted her to be a guest on this podcast for ages so we were delighted that she finally found the time to chat to us from the spare room of the holiday cottage she and her husband were staying at. Lucy talked to us about her very original and patriotic choice for her last show, unwanted underwear gifts, public wardrobe malfunctions, and hand fruit, whatever that is. If you like musicals and if you love Eurovision, then oh my god, oh my god, you guys, it's the last show on earth of Lucy Jones. Now, where was it held that year? I can't remember. Ukraine. No way. Yeah. Yeah, it was in Kiev. That's amazing, isn't it? And then all this shit hit the fan. Mm. Wow. Eurovision is basically a celebration of acceptance and diversity and celebrating that. Uh, And the people of Kiev were absolutely involved in all of that. They were so wonderful and welcoming and we had a great time. So sad. On here we ask a question nobody dared to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. Been friends a long time past. We want to know what show you'd see. If you knew it was to be your last, what is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show? This is the last show on Earth. Welcome to the last show on Earth, Lucy Jones. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for coming. I'm clapping for myself. Rightly so, you're (laughs) celebrated. (laughs) Yes, you deserve it. You deserve it. How, How are you? I'm really great. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me on. I love the, I love the podcast. Oh, thank you very much. Cool, cool, cool. Well, let's see if you can make this the best one we've done yet. Why not? Uh, well, it yeah. might be the best one that I've been involved in. Yeah, yeah. It might, it might be. Maybe. Reach for the stars. Reach for the stars. So why don't you tell us, what are you up to at the moment? I am currently playing Fontaine in Les Miserables in the West End. Ah. Very good. After a very successful stint in Wicked. Yeah, yeah. You know, so. so you're just bouncing around the West End, the queen of the West End at the moment. Oh, well, I don't know about that. How long are you going to be in Miz for? I'll be in Les Mis for six months, so uh, in theory, but you never know what's going to happen with these things, I think. You never know, yeah. It's amazing that you and I have uh, missed each other in that show. We've never wait, been in it together. wait. Have you been in Les Mis? <laughs> yeah, I did it once back in 19... 19- I, th- I think you played Bamatabois, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was the only one I didn't play. I played everything else. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I can't believe that we haven't been on that show together. It's amazing. It's weird because I've done it with John in Dubai and I did it with you, Lucy, in London... The old version, yeah. Oh, yeah, the old the old version, yeah. Yeah. The OG. The original version, yeah. The tallest poppiest cosette they've ever had. <laughs> I, when people say to me, oh, you're in Les Mis, so Eponine, and I say, no, cosette, I watch the confusion kind of wash upon someone's face. <laughs> and they say... But isn't that what? satisfying? 
the versatility that people don't expect from you? Well, I've had it. I've had it from directors in auditions, and not so much anymore because I've kind of been around for a little while now. But shortly after I did X Factor, I remember going in for a very well-known director who shall rename, remain nameless. Rename mm. nameless is what I was going to mm-hmm. say. That's weird. Like a baby lion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he, I sang, and he said, "Wow." You're actually quite good. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. That's unbelievable, isn't it? What do you what do you say to that though? What was his name again? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> very good. We did um we did when we did Les Mis, there was um one of my favorite things that's ever happened on stage. I'm sure you'll remember this. <laughs> yeah, the dress, <laughs> yeah. The dress. So, before the wedding scene, um, they had left. They they left your understudy's wedding dress downstairs, hadn't they? Yeah, I'd been on holiday the previous week, oh my God. and my understudy was a foot shorter. Oh my goodness, I'm not even exaggerating. I think she was like four and a half foot. She was the Gavroche oh emergency cover. Yeah, um, oh, wow. and she her dress was there for the quick change into the wedding dress. And back in those days, it was the black cosette dress with the white frill around the yeah. collar and, uh-huh. and it dramatically changed into the big white wedding dress. It's not so dramatic now. It's that no. kind of light green number and yeah, she's yeah, yeah. pretty the whole way through. And um, mm. But I couldn't get into the dress, so I had to put my black dress back on. In the meantime, Jules, the wiggy, had put the veil into my hair oh my and Lord. I had the little white wedding shoes on. So I ran on to <laughs> the wedding chorus. The lights come uh, up. With the whole ensemble singing behind. I was so late uh, in my dress, undone. Brammer, you had to do my dress up during the waltz then it was was awful that's extraordinary wow (laughs) when the lights came up i looked up and i just saw this black dress with a veil it was like i was i was like i was marrying the woman in black it was (laughs) it was like like a horror film and then she walked towards me and i was just what the hell is happening very very funny i know i know the image will, will remain in my mind for for free Forever. It is one of those shows. There are so many stories like that attached to that show. It's been running for so <laughs> yeah. long. It's just a, it's a numbers game, isn't it? So many know, mental things like that. Have it's happened. not even the worst costume malfunction I've had on stage. On my opening night of Legally Blonde tour, uh, we were in Bromley, which doesn't have a crossover behind the stage. Uh-huh. Uh, you have to go down a flight of stairs underneath the stage and back up the other side to cross over. Beautiful design. Yeah, uh, we had that at Wicked as well. It baffled me every day. I know, I know. And I had, in the dress rehearsal that afternoon, we had changed my final exit because it had been directed that I broke up with someone or said no to someone's proposal and then walked off the stage in the same direction as them, which doesn't make sense you know you'd no. go your separate ways yeah. um and so i we didn't get to the end of the show in the rehearsal it was one of those crazy days where they were like just <laughs> suck in see kind of thing and like go out and have fun and it was just one of those yeah. um and i'd had this note we're going to change your quick change from stage right to stage left and in the moment and the madness of the evening i remembered it and i was so proud of myself and i thought yes I've remembered that we've changed this. So I confidently walked off stage left to a completely empty wing, ripping my costume off because it's a really quick change into the graduation scene where in which Elle is valedictorian. She comes on in her graduation gown and cap uh, and there was nobody there. Oh my God. There was no costume, not a person, literally not a single soul. And I thought, Oh. crap what oh. am I gonna do like what am I gonna do it's the opening night I can't miss this bit and oh. it's so it's like an iconic moment and somebody else <laughs> is making me feel sick referring to me I, I know so anyway I'm standing in the wing in my heels my tights my spanks and a strapless bra <laughs> and then with my old costume on the floor in a crumple like there's no way I'm getting that back on so I thought oh I'll just run across the back of the stage before the curtain comes out because the whole cast is stood there looking up to a kind of podium, which I would come on from the top of at the back of the stage. So in my mind, they're in darkness. The curtain is down. They were in darkness, but the curtain was not down. So I sprinted across the back of this stage. And it is like four foot in the air. This, this like long podium is like a panto set almost with like a balustrade across the back. Yes. And so I sprinted across there and I didn't realize until I was about halfway there that all of the cast were laughing at me. One, fine, I can get over that. But that the audience was, that I was in full view of the audience. So anyone <laughs> who was there at that opening night of the Legally Blonde tour that I played Elle on, 
you, they know that story. And so <laughs> everyone saw me in my spanks. They saw their leading lady in her spanks yeah, running across spanks. the back of the I know. It wasn't mentioned in any review, was it? I mean, surely that's like... Uh, do you know, that, like the kind of blogger reviews, like the theatre fans that write reviews, yeah. they all mentioned it. But but they love that kind of shit, you know? Like, they love it. They love it, it when yeah. things go wrong, don't they? It's great. Mm-hmm. Like when I didn't fly at Wicked, like they'd go mental and I was like that that's the best bit of the show yeah. and I didn't do it yeah. <laughs> you're going crazy for it but yeah. yeah I mean I get it but yeah. I had a similar thing happen on the Joseph tour my first job and there's a bit uh, just before the Potiphar scene where you're in like your sort of um slaves outfit and it's just this kind of like um basically like a skirt basically <laughs> like mm. thing like a, like a loincloth you know and um I got into this cage and then the cage opens and I come down in my loincloth and I forgot the loincloth, forgot to put it on. So I did the whole scene in a pair of white pants and a mic belt. Lovely. <laughs> Absolutely beautiful. I can tell yeah. you what, you know, knowing what you look like without a top on is not too bad. Oh, thanks, mate. I'm sure everyone was fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been a hell of a lot worse if I was doing it, let me tell you. Let's get on to a little bit more about Wicked and your journey into the West End and all that kind of stuff. Because your story is a really fascinating one to me because your very unconventional way into theatre is something I think that should be admired in this day and age. Because, good God, you've worked your ass off. You really have. X Factor, you know, that massive event must have been one of the most stressful things that any person on this planet could have done. You've done that, and now you're in theatre, you're top flight, you're playing all the leads. It's brilliant. So, you know, what was the first thing that uh, made you want to get into this business? Well, first of all, thank you. That's really very kind. Um, well, it's true. It's absolutely true. Well, mm. thank you. I really appreciate it. I, I always wanted to do theatre. It was the end goal, always. I grew up with my mum taking me to everything that she possibly could even if I'd said I don't think I'm gonna like that she took me because she had such a wide appreciation for theatre and plays and ballets and so many Mm. different things and it's actually the advice that I give people now if they ever ask you know what kind of one piece of advice would you give Mm. I say if you can go and see things whatever they are if you couldn't if you can get a cheap ticket experience as much styles as you can as much different things as you can yeah and yeah. it expands your mind so much. And there are times like even now where I'll be rehearsing something or reading something and I'll think back to, oh, and I saw that play when I was a kid and they did that thing. That would be quite cool here. Or, yes. you know, and the kind of like part of my brain that wants to direct and that write and those kind of things. That's really inspired by that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I yeah. always wanted to do theatre um, and X Factor was completely terrifying but I was there because I didn't get into any musical theatre schools I'd been to yeah so you're using it as a a way to export I don't want to say that phrase I was going to say you're using it as a way to expose yourself (laughs) um it's like a springboard (laughs) yeah it is it's a really useful thing because I remember when these programs came out when I was you know I went through the traditional route of drama school repertory theatre and eventually understudying and playing leads I went through that very traditional route but that was the only route open to me at the time but if things like X Factor and, you know, Britain's Got Talent were around when I'd started out, I definitely would have had a crack at it. But my God, watching people like yourself in it, I don't know how you do it, really. Well, I was a kid. You have to remember, I was 17 yeah. when yeah. I did that. I had no fears. I would just go, they'd say, sing this song. And I'd go, all right. They'd say, wear this thing. And I'd go, okay. And actually, the week that I said, hmm, I'm not sure about that. That was the week I went. That's amazing, isn't it? It's a TV show. They they edit it in the way that they want to edit it, that you do as well as you are feeling good, I think. Yeah. I can't think of an example of a person who's done well on one of those shows and lasted the whole time on the show who hasn't been feeling really good about themselves. Right. Confidence is so important. Absolutely. Yeah. And having a good experience yeah. in them. But, sorry, I digress. For me, I was a kid, so I did. Mm. I just kind of went, yep. Like run blindly into mayhem, you know. It's interesting. Yeah, we absolutely. talked to Ben Forster about a similar subject because, of course, he did the Jesus Christ Superstar show, and he was on X Factor the same year as me. Ah, oh, he's never mentioned that. He's never mentioned that. He was at boot camp with with Ethan and I. Oh, really? Because oh he he'd already worked in the West End and stuff, but he was looking for the next level. 
And of course he mm-hmm. phoned that. But he said, he said his heart, in his heart, he believed he was going to win it. But his head was always telling him, oh, you're never going to do this. Everyone's better than you, et cetera. Did you ever mm. experience anything similar? Well, I never thought I was going to win. I couldn't believe I was there. <laughs> I really couldn't. I've, yeah. I'd watched the show. I was a big fan of the show. And I mean, it's very different now. And for young people listening to this, they might be like, whoa, what are they talking about? This X Factor sucks, you know. <laughs> but it was such a huge thing. And we all sat down on a Saturday night. And if we weren't there, we watched it on repeat the next day. And mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it was a huge Saturday night. It was yeah. it was like an event. You know? Absolutely. I remember even when I started working in theatre, We'd have, like, when I was in Les Mis, it would be on the tellies in the theatre. People would have it on in theatres. Mm-hmm. And then it became, uh, there was a couple of people at Les Mis uh, who were, you know, you're here because you've been on the TV. And right. I yeah, had that yeah, yeah. for quite a long time. I don't get it anymore, really. I'm sure there's people that still think it, but they don't say it's my face anymore. <laughs> you've proved yourself, haven't you, now? You've, you've done enough stuff to go, look. I, like I think, think so. I think it has changed a bit. People are much more accepting of it now because if you're good enough, you're good enough. That's what people are learning now, you know? Mm-hmm. The snobbishness yeah. that used to come along with it, that's gone, you know? I think, anyway. It certainly was something when, when like, things like uh, How Do You Solve a Problem, like Maria came out, I was always asked by people in the press, whenever I was interviewed about something, oh, how do you think about that? And my answer was always, like, if they're good enough, they're good enough. Yeah. Who cares how they enter? Yeah. What I think is interesting as well about what you've said, Lucy, is like the fact that you were 17. Because uh, I, I did the Joseph show. I was 18. And what in, in hindsight, what I didn't do, which other older people did, was play the game and understand that I've got a story and that I need to lean into that story and that there are things I can do to strengthen that story and that that's what gets votes. I was just singing every week, you know, yeah. um, to, hoping to get through to them. I didn't get as far as you. I got to the last 20. I did like a boot camp. Yeah. But um but I remember Lee Lee Mead um sort of was really good at at, at sort of playing the game and being the likable well, guy. I mean, and the, you, you say know, that as if, you know, he was doing it on purpose and I'm sure he wasn't because that's what he's like. Well, he is incredibly likable. Yeah, exactly. I'm not I, I don't mean he's a prick. No, <laughs> no I know you no, probably like I that. know exactly what you mean, but it's one of those things where he actually he won it because he's who he is. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. he's proven that he's that nice guy over the years, and he really has. But Bremer, the the reason that we that we love you, and that why theatre fans love you, and why your people who follow you from job to job to job like you so much, is because you didn't do that, and you don't have that. No, I... in, that you wouldn't do that now. Yeah. yeah. And if you did do that now, we wouldn't warm to you because it would be fake. Yeah. We enjoy the fact you don't have a filter. Yeah. <laughs> For better or worse. Oh, that's very nice. Thanks. Yeah. That's the second compliment you've had in podcasts recently. I'm going to have to write an email to our guests to make sure that they don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> ben Forster said I was sexy. You're saying I'm nice. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very Sorry, much. Sorry, I didn't mean to sound so surprised. Yeah. Not one, not one of them have said you're talented yet. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what you're really good at, Alistair? You're really good at writing quizzes, aren't you? That's what you're really good at. So why don't we jump straight in now to find out a little bit more about you, Lucy, without talking forever, by doing Al's 10 questions, where we ask you questions all about your life and career, and you have to answer them to the best of your ability. How about that? Do you fancy doing that? Can't wait. Here is your 10 questions. Dum, dum, dum. You competed in the sixth series of The X Factor, but which pop singer and West End star was the winner of the fifth series? Um, is that... So did you say I was in the six? Yes. So who won it the year before me? Alexandra Burke. Correct, correct. Question two. You were in Ghost, the musical. This is either easy or hard. <laughs> what is the account number that Oda Mae Brown and Sam give in the bank scene? Oh, Christ. I have not, not a sausage, sorry. 926-31043. That was the account number. 926-31043. Yeah. Okay. Now that you know it, you know it, don't you? No, still don't care. No. <laughs> See, that's. Do you know what it is? That's my little slightly weird brain that just remembers numbers. That's why. Oh my god! I didn't even look that up. I just know it. There's only one number that anyone needs to remember in musical theatre, mate. You know that. Two four six oh. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Question number three. You played Jenna in Waitress the Musical, but who played her in the movie? Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> I can see her. Yeah, I know, blonde. I, th- I think one of her eyes is like a different colour to the other. She was in she was in Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, wasn't she? She was very good in that. 
I, I think looking at your face now, I think we're probably going to have to say you don't know this. I'm having a stroke. I'm so... Kerry Russell. Oh, my God! <laughs> Question number four. You represented... This is, your quiz, by the way, is really hard. Just so you know, I'm, I'm giving you a really hard quiz because they've been a Thanks. bit easy in the, in the past. People yeah. are like, this is so easy. I'm so glad I complimented you earlier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question number four. You represented the UK in the 2017 Eurovision Song Contest. But in what year was the very first ever Eurovision Song Contest? That is really hard. Really hard. Um, is it in the 60s, maybe? Was it before no, that? No, it's earlier than that, isn't it? Is it? Uh, oh, my God. 1936. 1956. Ah, uh, see, yeah. maybe it was in uh, there somewhere. Yeah, it was in there somewhere. It was yeah. in there somewhere. Question number five. <laughs> True or false, when you were eliminated from the X Factor and Jedward was saved, there was more than 1,000 complaints. To Ofcom, yeah, there was loads of complaints. True, 1,113 apparently. Mm. Wow. Unbelievable. Yeah, they really, really wanted you to stay. Um, here we go. Question number six. You played the role of meat in We Will Rock You Arena Tour. Name three meats typically eaten at a roast dinner. Chicken, <laughs> beef, lamb. Very good, very good. <laughs> Question number seven. You've played Cosette in the London production of Les Miserables with me and later played Fontaine. Can you name another actress that has played both of those roles? Carrie Hope Fletcher. No, she didn't play Cosette. Oh, no. God. Um, there aren't many. Carol Caroline Sheen, did she play Cosette? She played Eponine and Fontaine. Yeah, oh, so balls. No. Yeah. Um, Come on. When I say it, you'll be like, oh, yeah. I'll give you a clue. 25th anniversary. Katie Hall. Katie Hall, oh, yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. Question number eight. You performed your song Never Give Up On You on the Graham Norton show, or I Will Never Give Up On You. Name the four Hollywood actors who were guests that week. Oh, wow. Goldie Hawn. Yeah. Amy Schumer. Yeah. Bra Bradley, Bradley Cooper? No. Um, <laughs> the other one. Orlando Bloom. Yes. Was there a fourth? There was, there was. Star Wars. Yes, John Boyega. Correct, correct. Is. Very good, well done. Yes. Very good. Number nine, you played Alphabet in Wicked, London. Blue Wicked, or WKD, mixed with port, makes what cocktail? Very popular with students. Oh, I don't what? know. I've never heard of that. Cheeky Vimto? you never heard of a Cheeky a Vimto? Cheeky Vimto, what a great name for a cocktail. I thought Cheeky Vimto was Vimto with vodka in it. No, it's Blue WKD mixed with port, and it's really nice. Why is there no Vimto in Cheeky Vimto? Because it tastes like Vimto without having to no, put Vimto in it. No, I refuse. I can imagine That's... it does. I can imagine it does. It's fake news. Question number... This is your last question. You're doing really well. I'm number doing 10. so bad. You, you, you appeared in the UK tour of Rent playing Maureen. Name three other old lady names. Ethel. Yeah. Oh, God. Mildred. Yes. And... Oh, my God. Come on. You'll get there. You'll get there. There's, there's a heartbeat going under this right now, you know. What did I say? Ethel? Try something Mildred. like... Gertrude, maybe? Yeah. Gertrude. Doris. Doris. Oh, Doris. Prune. Yeah, there we are. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Elsie. Yeah. Uh, listen, I'll give you a bonus point um, if you can do a Welsh old woman's name. Mafanwy. No, I'm afraid it was Winifred. Oh. <laughs> there we are. Right, okay, so you got five out of ten, according to my calculations. Oh, Jesus. That's not, that's not the worst. It's not the worst. It's not the worst. We've had, I think, I've three was the worst. I've got to say, you can't build that as a quiz about me. That was nothing to do with me. It's not. Oh, I know. It's not, no. It's like the tenuous links. Yeah, it's always tenuous yeah, links, yeah. yeah. Oh, I've got a new name for the quiz then, Al. Al's tenuous questions. Yeah, I like it. Al's yeah. ten tenuous questions. <laughs> So that was enjoyable, wasn't it? That was a bit of fun, wasn't it, Lucy? Oh, so fun. So fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, talking of fun, did you have a good time doing Wicked? I did. I love yeah. that role. That I've wanted to play that role for, well, as long as I can remember. And it really was yeah. a special, special experience. Now, I must have been one of the first people to find out about that because of your dad. I was recording down in, um, where was it? What's the name of the studio? Acapella in Pentel. In Acapella, yeah. Yeah, where you're from. And your dad lives around the corner and he was walking past and he saw me and we got chatting and he said, uh, yo, Lucy's off to Wicked. I said, what? When? Oh, shit. I wasn't supposed to tell you that. <laughs> Classic <laughs> and then Louis. Said, don't, tell, don't, don't tell her. Don't tell her I told you. 
Well, proud dad, isn't it? Proud dad. Yeah, you, you can't dad. help it. I had to stop telling my parents things because they told everyone. <laughs> they couldn't keep their mouths shut at yeah. all. Hey, John's off to Broadway. Jesus Christ, don't tell anybody that. You know. I'm so upset that we didn't do Wicked. I'm so I'm so upset that we didn't cross paths, Lucy. I know. Yeah. We, well, we did that one day. I've got a photo of us. The first time I was getting green, you were oh, that's right. on his Fiera that night. Yeah, I was walking um, past. Well, oh, I was right. on a Fiero every night, darling. No, I know. You were playing Fiero at the time, I meant. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I was third cover. I was, I was on that night. <laughs> yeah. Emergency cover. You yeah. lucky duck. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's right. I was walking through. And it was quite awkward, actually, because we hadn't, we hadn't seen each other for so long. And you were having to face away from me the I whole know. time. So I was like talking to you through a mirror. Yeah. I was like, hello, Lucy. Bye, Lucy. It was really weird. <laughs> so where did you guys first meet, then, you two? Les Mis. Yeah. Yeah, all right, okay. Yeah. So when was that? 20... 2010. 10? Yeah. yeah. Gosh, when was that then? That would have been just before the 25th anniversary, was it? Or was it cast after that? No, it was during. The tour was happening. It was during that year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. And we, yeah, Marius and Cosette against all odds. And then Sam, of course, was our Oh, opening. yeah, yeah. Samantha Barks, yeah. Actually, the first time that I saw Les Mis, John, was the press night in Cardiff of the tour. Oh, uh, wow. And that's... Was that when we first met? Yeah. No, that's... didn't we first meet properly on that charity walk we did from North to South Wales? That's the first time I actually spoke with you, but I'd seen you in the show in Cardiff a couple of years before. Yeah, and we were both having massages and our feet were yeah. killing us because we did this like really fast walk from North Wales to South Wales in like four days. It was insane. I, I've actually knackered my foot as a result. My meta- I broke a metatarsal. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. And I lost two toenails. Oh, gross. That's what happens when he asks John Owen Jones to walk. <laughs> he breaks his feet. Where's my car? Where's my driver? I mean, it was intense, though. We walked from the very top of Wales oh. down to Cardiff. Wow. In, it's over 200 miles, and we did it in six days. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was, yeah. And, God, it was agony. Absolutely. I never done anything as difficult in my life, you know. And I do podcasts with Alistair Brammer. <laughs> <laughs> So, Lim is Wicked, X Factor, Eurovision Song Contest. Let's get on to that. Let's talk about Eurovision before we get on to your last show because I'm really interested to know how that came about because I'd love to do it. Would you really? I also love the song, by the way. I, I love that song. Thank you. Isn't it a good song? Yeah, it's a great tune, yeah. And you nailed it. I remember I messaged you. I don't normally do this kind of thing, but I messaged you saying, I thought you absolutely nailed it. Oh, thanks, John. It. Yeah. you're representing brilliantly. It was so good. Your voice and that song were just like a match made in heaven. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. You guys have been very nice to me. Thank you. Yeah, no, where was it held that year? I can't remember. Ukraine. No way. Yeah, it was yeah. in Kiev. Good God. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. And then all this shit hit the fan. Wow. Yeah, actually, I had a, I had, I did a, just a bit of a job for uh, Junior Eurovision uh, before Christmas last year, yeah. as in like now. Um, and the producer that I was chatting to said that the venue that we did the contest in is gone. It's been blown wow. up. It's been obliterated. Oh, my it's God. absolutely terrifying, Insane. isn't it? That's unbelievable, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yeah, it's it's yeah. awful. We had such a great time there, and it was so... I heard so many horror stories before I went about it being Eastern Bloc and, you know, not uh. being accepting. And Eurovision is basically a celebration of acceptance and diversity and yeah. celebrating that. Yeah. Uh, and the people of Kiev were absolutely involved in all of that. They were so yeah. wonderful and welcoming, and we had a great time. Yeah. So sad. And you had to do the whole TV talent show thing again, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> how did you come, how did you get it? Uh, were you asked or did you audition or what? So, yeah, I was. I was asked uh, to, they I, they don't do it every year. We had a TV show that year called BBC Eurovision, You Decide. Yeah. Uh, and so the, the finalist songs, I think they had six or eight songs and they contacted me and said, would you like to have a look at these songs? And I said, yeah, sure. My agent was like, hmm, I'm mm. not sure about this. Yeah. Uh, and I listened to all the songs and I picked out the the bones of uh, Never Give Up On You, which yeah. was uh, quite a different song to what it ended up being. Um, and I heard it and I thought, that's the one. And I called them back and I said, yeah, I'd love to come in and sing this. And they were like, oh, we'd quite like you to do one of the upbeat songs. And I said, it's going to be this or nothing, really. I'm not going to come yeah. in put mm. myself in for something when I don't think I'm going to be able to sell the product. Yeah. I, I just don't. Or when you just don't feel it. Yeah, totally. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't being like a, a snob and is this one or nothing? It was just that I loved that song. 
Yeah. And the other ones just didn't fit right with me. Mm. Um, so I went in and sang it for them and uh, we changed a couple of the lyrics. And the girl that had written the song had won Eurovision a few uh-huh. years before. So I felt like I was in quite safe hands. So what was the who so who wrote that song? Emily DeForest wrote the oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. and so we worked together and we changed the lyrics slightly and we changed the structure and um and yeah, so I went in and uh, recorded the song as a demo. They release all of the songs. They play them on Radio 2 the day of Eurovision, you decide. Then you go yeah. on that night, you record your song. There's a public vote and a panel, as they do in Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's 50-50 public and what's it called? Jury. Jury, yeah. yeah. Uh, so then, yeah, and I was very surprised to win, win. that. Uh, there yeah. was a couple of... Uh, younger girls in that that had really like really fun sassy pop vibes and and the audience in the studio were going mental for them and I was like oh good for them this is great and yeah and I was actually doing rent at the time and they'd given yeah. me the night off to go and do this Eurovision <laughs> you decide thing Mad, it? One night. Uh, and I thought if I win then I'm gonna have to take like four weeks off and go to Ukraine and you have to do like the press tour before and you go to Amsterdam, you go to Luxembourg, you go to all these places and perform the song oh, and try wow. and drum up support, um, <laughs> which in many, many years of us doing Eurovision uh, hasn't always helped. But yeah, so I had to, that I won and went and did all of that. And the, did the song speak to you? Because now this is my memory. It, it, I hope it's serving right. It usually does. Nine two six three one zero four three. But um, but don't you have a tattoo that says "Never Give Up" on your wrist? I do. Yeah. Yes. There we are. Well, never forget. Okay. Damn it. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a totally different phrase. <laughs> no, but the meaning behind it is, and I've spoken to you about this a long time ago, Al. Is that kind of thing? It's don't give up. It's remember what you've learned, and I yeah, had yeah. it at that time just after yeah. I spoke to it. Yeah. But the answer to my question is no. <laughs> no, yeah. And have you got another tattoo on your body somewhere saying Midsummer Murders? Because you appeared in that. Yeah. <laughs> now listen, while we're talking about Eurovision, and before we get on to your last show on Earth, I'm going to... Um, I'm going to play you the celebrity question we've got because it's Eurovision based. Okay, so I've got it on my phone and it's a little voice note. And here is the celebrity question. Ooh, it's the celebrity question. Ooh, who could it be? Who's the celebrity? Question from. Well, hello there, Lucy. I'm absolutely delighted to talk to you today. So lovely to chat. Now, as someone myself who's been very much associated with the world of the Eurovision Song Contest, I've got to say I'm a big fan, especially of your entry, when you sang that song that sometimes went quite high and then often also went quite low. (laughs) No, my question is Eurovision-themed, and that's this. What was the very worst thing that happened here when you were at Eurovision? Was it the fact that Britain's almost universally hated by the Europeans, and therefore you were absolutely never going to win it? Or was it something else? Well, yeah, that was the late great Terry Wogan there. I can't believe he got him. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm, literally almost everybody we get for the celebrity question is dead. Oh it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Talk about forward planning. Really good. Well done. Wow. Terry wants to know, what was the worst thing that happened during Well, Eurovision? Terry, it's lovely to speak to you, Terry, first of all. Um, big fan. Yeah. <laughs> um, the worst thing that happened to me at Eurovision was uh, one day we did... Uh, a global press conference where all of the countries had a, a delegation representation on stage and you could only have one. So I was sat next to someone from Ukraine and they'd be sat next to someone from France and so on and so forth. And we were right in the middle of this table and the guy from the Ukrainian mm-hmm. band, which was like a death metal band, um, okay. he had, he'd come over to me a few times during the experience and said things that I just had not understood at all. He was speaking <laughs> wow. English, but he was always 
maybe under some sort of influence. I'm not quite sure what was going on. <laughs> right. um, but he happened to be sat next to me at this thing. And we were maybe like an arm's length apart from each other. And at one point he leaned over and got my attention at right, some sort of like pst, situation. And I turned to him and I was like, what, what is it? And he slid across the table a thong, a woman's thong. Right. With the name of his band and his face on it. (laughs) And I had to sit there and I was absolutely trying to be, you know, Britain's Eurovision BBC. You know, you can't say anything untoward. You've got to, can't take any kind of like gift or endorsement or anything. There was nothing. Not that this was that, but it (laughs) came across the table to me and I just didn't know what to do with it. So I put it into my hands and I scrambled it up and I sat with my elbows on the table, my hands in front of my face, like leaning on my hands (laughs) for the rest of this thing. And I was asked (laughs) questions by the world's media and I'm holding of this thong. And I was like, is it new? Is it you? I don't don't know. It was hideous, uh, uh, but yeah, that was that was pretty gross. Gotta say that did, it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase Eurovision thong contest. Oh. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Let's get on to your last show on Earth. Now, why don't you tell us what you've chosen? There's a massive asteroid hurtling towards Earth. We can magically click our fingers and it's your last night on Earth and you can see anything you want. What is that show going to be? Well, I actually found this question quite difficult to answer because mm-hmm. I am a big fan of the theatre. I, I am very lucky to do it for a job, but I am a big fan of it. Mm. And I have so many ideas for things that I'd love to do and things that I'd love to see and things that I've missed. And I had a list as long as my arm. That's why it took me so long to get back to you on this. Um, but the things that the last few that I was kind of thinking about were Shit's Creek, the musical. Okay, that's pretty good. Ooh, yeah, nice. Which... I just think there's so much in there that could be wonderful. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I thought about doing was revisiting American Psycho, the musical, because that was actually amazing. It was so, so good. I saw it. Did you really? I'm clean. Yeah, I, I remember it. Yeah, I remember it. That's the only bit I remember. That was at the Almeida, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you had Matt Smith in it as well, didn't you? Yeah, yeah Matt played yeah. Patrick Bateman and we had yeah. Johnny Bailey and Hugh. It was a great cast. It was really, really yeah. good. I yeah. learned a hell of a lot on that job. Yeah. So I'd like to see it to kind of have like that memory lane wash over me. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't know you were in it. Yeah, I was in it. I was in the ensemble. Oh my God, you've just said you've seen it. You can't say that you've forgotten that she was in it. Also, yeah. you saw it after we worked together. So that's, that's pretty fucking poor. <laughs> <laughs> Were you facing the right way? <gasps> I do remember, actually. Oh, because... there we go. No, don't fucking lie. No, no, no. Now. Come on. I don't remember. I don't remember you in the show. But this <laughs> is descending into chaos. You remember me in the bar afterwards? I remember meeting you at the Almeida. We went for a, a, a we went to a little cafe on Upper Street and got a cake. Okay, great. I'm so glad you remember that. And not my riveting performance as Victoria, the prostitute. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. I've come across as a prick on this podcast so many times. Luke, Luke Kempner was like, I was like, nice to meet you. He was like, we've met twice. Oh, no. I was like, what? Rookie yeah. error. Always say nice to see you. Always. Yeah. <laughs> 
you're not choosing those two shows. So what are you choosing for your last show on Earth? I have chosen for my last show on Earth to create Gavin and Stacey the musical. Oh, an original. Very good. Very good. And why the hell not? Rob Madge did a did an original as well. He chose to do Chicken Run the musical. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good idea. Yeah. But Gavin and Stacey, great. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm a uh, I'm a big fan of Gavin and Stacey. I think it's I've great. probably watched the all of the I mean there's not a huge mm. amount of it. It only ran for 3 seasons. It's got yeah. two Christmas specials, but they're so beautifully crafted and written. There's so much in there yeah. that could be just fantastic. And yeah, I agree. Th- there's a lot of people in there that are of quite strong musical talent so when yeah. i've watched it and rewatched it i thought oh i can hear the song i can hear the song for that moment and yeah right you know there's so much in there and i was so excited to delve into it i've i've kind of done a one sheet for this <laughs> so, you know, that's so funny i did a treatment once for father ted the musical did you really i wrote a treatment for it yeah but then i found out that they've been working on it for years no way the guy who wrote yeah um neil neil gannon is it neil Bannon, the guy from um, who sings the theme tune. They'd been writing it for years, so oh. my idea went straight in the bin. But it was weirdly themed about the Eurovision Song Contest. How funny! So you've done, a, you've written basically an idea down for Gavin and Stacey the musical. I have, yeah, I've yeah. I've cast it uh, based upon the the casting of the TV show, and yeah. uh, okay, I'm actually quite I'm quite pleased with my work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get straight into your dream cast. Then who would you have as Gavin? As Gavin, I'm going Matt Willis. Great. But what yeah. I want is I want him to really ham it up. I want it to almost be like a Dell Boy kind of character. And I, I want him to never be standing still. And I want a proper Cockney and a bit more car yeah. salesman than... God, you really thought about it. Oh, yeah. I've got notes. Like, yeah. How long Amazing. have you got? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got about 15 minutes till my takeaway arrives. Okay, right, fine. We'll, we'll speed on. <laughs> we'll speed on through. So Matt Willis, no, he's just done 222, a ghost story, hasn't he? Yes, he has, yeah. yeah. And I saw him in it and he was great. Was he good? Yeah, he he's great. very, very talented. He's yeah. really good. He's very um, he's very grounded and warm as an actor. Uh, and that's not what I'd want him to be as Gavin, just to bring it back yeah. to the musical. Sure. Um, but he has some amazing qualities. And, and he's a really good actor. He really is. Uh-huh. And obviously a great singer. I'm presuming you'll be casting yourself as Stacey. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't cast myself. I'd like to relax and watch this show. Good. Uh, yeah, very good. So I've cast the wonderful, gorgeously warm Caroline Sheen as uh, Stacey. Yeah. Yeah. I just think she... One of my absolute favourites. She has that quality of like wholesome... She does, that innocence Gorgeousness. Yeah. 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 And I can just imagine her... Like, jumping around and being joyful and yeah i can just see it i can see it happening yeah yeah right and then of course we'll have to go into smithy who have you got for smithy smithy i've gone josh gad oh oh right okay mainly because uh i thought he wouldn't be offended i thought of so many people for this role and thought if i say their name to play a james corden character they'll never speak to me again Right. <laughs> Why? I thought James James Corden is universally loved as well, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Everyone loves James. And Corden. of course, he's a good singer. He's a good musical theatre person. Josh you know? Gad, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, not James Corden. Uh, fair enough. I mean, he's a pretty busy boy anyway. So Josh Gad, do you do you know him personally? Or I've met him once or twice, uh, yeah. and he's. I just think he's brilliant. I think he's so funny, and I think yeah. that he's so. Talented. I think that if you get if you sat him down and got him to watch it, he could do something wonderful with it totally original Do you know yeah. i wonder if you know because james Corden have just announced he's leaving the late show isn't he so i wonder yes. if josh gad would be the perfect replacement for him I he wonder. would be a lovely replacement yeah. uh, he's he's so yeah. wonderful i don't know if he'd do it he's he seems to be quite a uh a, a home board he's got a couple of kids hasn't he and his family is very important to him so yeah well, of course it would be yeah. very important who you cast as nessa because they end up having a thing don't they? yeah true smithy and true. Nessa. so who have you got cast as nessa even though the musical is called Gavin and Stacey the Musical, my story is going to be about Nessa and Smithy based upon the fact that I think I've come up with the perfect casting for Nessa in Matt Lucas. Oh, you're going to do that thing. That's a great idea. I just think he'd be phenomenal. 
I think he'd be so up for it. You're and doing the Bertie Bertie Carvel of, as Miss Trunchable thing. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. He's yeah. so yeah. talented and yeah. he would just commit to it so fully. And he loves a musical, right? So yeah. getting him in a musical with a character like that, I think it's playing to all of his strengths. Yeah, no, interestingly, of course, Ruth Jones was Ruth Jones was quite big at the time she filmed it and that was part of the character. Now, Matt Lucas has lost a load of weight, so he loved to put a fat suit on in a massive twist of irony. Absolutely mm. fine by me. <laughs> and of course, he worked with her as well, didn't he, on Little Britain as the only gay in the village? He was yeah, actually in yeah. Gavin and Stacey. He stole, he sold the stag party to Smithy in season one. Oh, yeah. He plays like like Minty or something, his name is. He's like a proper lad. It's, it's yeah. like yeah. Prague, tits, piss up. And like it's like the, the power the PowerPoint presentation. It's so That's good. Amazing. It came out in like what two thousand and seven, something like something that. Two thousand and six, like two thousand and seven. Yeah, so I mean, I saw it when it came out, and I haven't seen mm. it since. Oh, it's so brilliant. I've watched it so many times. It's probably embarrassing, but I love what it. What about what about the Alison Steadman role, the mum? Well, um, uh, Pam mom. and Mick. She so got Pam and Mick. You know, got Larry Lamb, Alison Steadman. So I've gone Bradley Walsh and Jennifer Saunders for this couple. Right, that works. That works this for me. Good cast. It's going to cost you a lot of money. Yeah, the limit is the the limit does not exist when it comes to budget for this. It's not going to be it that expensive. You're, right. you're not you're not confusing Bradley Walsh and Bradley Cooper, now are you, Alistair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Bradley Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> And Jennifer, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She's not playing Gwen, is she? Who's playing Gwen? Have you got Gwen? Oh, Gwen, I have. I've got the lovely Ruth Maddock as Gwen. Oh, she's an absolute legend. And I've got a nice song for her. We did Pointless with her, didn't we? We did, yes. We did Pointless with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I've got a song for Gwen. The 11 o'clock number is going to be called You Can't Make an Omelette Without Breaking a Few Eggs. Because <laughs> there is not an episode of Gavin and Stacey where Gwen doesn't make numerous omelettes for people. Yeah. Yeah. So you got so, uh, so there are two people left, really. There's um, the old lady next door whose name I've forgotten. Doris. Yeah. And do you, do you have someone for her? Yeah, I've got a few, few. There's a few more as well, so strap yourselves in. Okay. Doris okay. is going to be Miriam Margulies, and the <laughs> amazing uh, the role is going to come with a fair amount of uh, freedom to ad lib. Okay. And <laughs> that's dangerous. Is Miriam Margulies the right person for that? Absolutely. Yeah. And there's going to be a trigger warning on the door as you come in, saying there you, you there will be f bombs, there will be c bombs, multiple times. Embrace it. Yeah. She will be eating a raw onion like it's a hand fruit. <laughs> yeah, she does that, doesn't she? A hand fruit? Uh, what the hell is a hand fruit? Well, like an apple <laughs> like or a pear. All fruit. A hand fruit. All fruit. <laughs> what fruit so do you not eat a... with your hand? Have you never heard that phrase? It's like, well, a, like a banana or... Unless you're in Amsterdam. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a piece, like a, pe- of a whole, you know, a peach. Uh, every every no, fruit is a hand fruit, mate. No. Every fruit. No, I would say a grape is a finger fruit. Oh, my God. Yeah, but use more than one finger, so use almost the whole hand. Right, OK. Oh, my God. Um, right, let's jump back into the cast. So who's left? I know I want to save Uncle Bryn for last. So who else have you got? Well, actually, I've I've kept Bryn as Rob Brydon. I don't think you can ah. replace him. Yes. No, you can't. You'd be perfect. I've actually I've got Pete and Dawn, you know, you know the friends. Oh yeah, yeah, Adrian Scarborough and, oh, yeah. and Julia Davis. Yeah, yeah, who are just perfect in this. Yeah. And I yeah. I rewatched uh, Gavin and Stacey recently, and she is just phenomenal. Especially in season one, the writing is hilarious. Yeah. I I literally have tears running down my face. Uh, but she's so dramatic. Everything's mm. the biggest problem in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the what's the actor's name who played Pete? Adrian Scarborough. Because I saw him in Betty Blue Eyes. No way. In, oh yeah. In the West End, yeah. He played like a meat inspector. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. well, that show was it, it wasn't that short lived actually. Reese Shearsmith, yeah. Sarah Lancashire yeah. had a good cast. Yeah. Um, it, it was interesting, but it, ultimately it was a show about a you know a robotic pig. Mm. Yeah. So it so it didn't it didn't last for thirty. Aren't they years, all? You know? Aren't they all? Aren't they all? <laughs> so who else have we got left to cast? Yeah. Uh, well, Pete and Dawn. Um, I've got because she is so dramatic. I think it deserves a Meryl Streep. Oh bloody hell! This is a hell of a cast. This is. Yeah, I know. And as Pete, I've got Gary Wilmot because I've just worked oh, with him, and uh, I think he's quite fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he'd be brilliant in that role. 
Then I've got Dave Coaches. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Are they? Uh, uh, Reese Evans. Yeah, but perfect. exactly how he was in Notting Hill. Yeah. Well, I mean, he is exactly how he was in Notting Hill in real life, isn't he? I've got a story that'll make your balls shrink to the size of raisins. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Nice, firm buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> That's your cast, right? That's your whole cast. Uh, yeah, and apart from we've got uh, Rudy uh, Smithy's sister. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and I've gone Ariana Grande because I well, think it'd be good if she didn't speak anything. She just riffed right every line that she had. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is a hell of a. Are cast. you going to put in Barry Islands in the stream? Is that going to be featured <laughs> at all? <laughs> it should be. Uh, I mean, it's in the show, in yeah. the TV show. So yeah. you have to, you have to have the moment where Bryn and Nessa sing, and then I go and spoil it all. Right? That has to be a moment. Oh, Just yeah. a little oh, quiet, yeah. <laughs> where she does the bass line. Take an evening with me. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, that's a that's quite a cast and quite a brilliant idea for a last show. It is. I mean it. It does seem like it needs to be made. Musicals uh, can be made out of anything. I mean, as you know, you know, I'm, I'm doing Bake Off at the moment, and uh, you know, it's thoroughly enjoyable. One of the best shows I've ever been involved in. So why not make Gavin and Stacey in the musical? Really, why not? Yeah. Um, before we get into your interval drink and all the other stuff that comes around with it, why don't we do um, Alistair Brammer's wonderful impersonation? Of Josh Groban. Josh Groban sings. So do you want to do that, Alistair? Okay. So this is Josh Groban sings. Josh Groban, Josh Groban, you gotta try and guess at the song that he sings. Josh Groban, Josh Groban, you gotta try and get it, I really hope you get it. Josh Groban sings. This is an impersonation of Josh Groban, and you have to name the song, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> Sorry. I would make myself laugh before I... It is absurd. Okay. It's absurd. Here we go. Okay. What's that? <laughs> now, listener, you can't see Alistair, but he can't do that without doing a full 45 degree turn over his left shoulder. <laughs> yeah. That was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> was a no one but you only the good die young very good congratulations from we were Rocky. written by roger taylor about freddie mercury oh that's nice oh, i know it's one of those great queen songs that didn't become a great queen song i it? know well you know I mean? well it was post freddie so yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's no yeah. surprise but it's a gorgeous song yeah. well you have redeemed yourself for your appalling performance in the quiz <laughs> 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 well done Josh Groban, Josh Groban, you gotta try and guess at the song that he sings. Josh Groban, Josh Groban, you gotta try and get it. I really hope you get it. Josh Groban sings. Now, so we've got your Dreamcast, we've got your show. Uh, let's get into what you would have as your ideal interval drink. Well... It helps if you know who I'm watching the show with before I answer this next question. Well, let's do that first then. Let's do your plus one. Who's your ideal plus one to sit there and watch this show with as the meteor is hurtling towards Earth? As the meteor is hurtling towards Earth, sat watching Gavin and Stacey the musical, I will be with my grandmother, ah. who loves Gavin and Stacey. And I don't remember a time where she's laughed more yeah. than the times where we've sat and watched it on TV oh, together. Oh, that's gorgeous. What's her name? Jean. There we are. Jean. You could have had that as an old woman's name, you know? I know, but it's kind of making the comeback. Jeannie, Jean. Uh, yeah. yeah. So what would your interval drink be with you and Jean? Well, we'd have tea. We'd have to. Just a cup of tea? Just a cup of tea. Nice. Although... What, any particular tea bag? Uh, we are a, a Yorkshire tea family. Oh, you like a yeah. nice, strong brew. I do, yeah. I do. Um, although... Uh, if we're watching Gavin and Stacey the musical, we should really have a Chinzano because that's Bring's drink <laughs> yeah. of choice. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you can good. have a cup yeah. of tea with a with a Chinzano chaser. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah lovely, perfect. But um, yeah. your husband uh, is uh, what's the word? Ethan. <laughs> no, I know. Yeah, what's the word? <laughs> yeah. He's a. What's the word for what he does? What's so the, what's uh, he Smellier? is the. Uh, no, he's not a sommelier. No, he's not a master of wine. He is uh, the champagne ambassador for Moet Hennessy for the UK. He trained yeah. as a chef and then 
uh, went into food media and then stepped into the role uh, years ago now. And he's been at MH for for years and he Mm. is brilliant at the role. Uh, But what it does really mean is that uh, we we are wine lovers and champagne lovers. Uh, And I would never have been able to tell you the difference between a Prosecchi and a champagne before I was well before he had this job really yeah, um, right, yeah. but now I'm 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 quite into it you know and, and I really like yeah. it it's really it's really interesting the stories yeah. behind the wines and everything so actually yeah maybe I'd have a bottle of Krug or a bottle of Dom mm-hmm. lovely yeah but you get to go to lovely restaurants don't you and lovely you know wine nights and stuff in hotels and things as a result is it a bit of a, a perk for his job, right? Yeah, I mean, he he does a lot of uh, tastings and he hosts dinners at really beautiful places and he gets to do that a lot. Uh, if I was not working, I'd definitely just follow him around and <laughs> stay in nice hotels and get him to bring me the champagne that's left over. <laughs> Amazing, uh, yeah. But, but we do, I do try to uh, go with him as much as I can. It's nice to see him do his thing as well because obviously it's very easy to come and watch me do my thing. But uh, yes. to watch him thrive in his environment is really lovely. Well, it's the same with me because I've got my wife uh, now an entrepreneur in within um, healthcare. She began as a um, Physio, as a physiotherapist, yeah. yeah, and now she sort of does. She she works for a healthcare company, and she's just she's always off doing these big speeches in, in front of like health like ha- like healthcare professionals and stuff. And it's just like it's really cool when someone's like a big deal in another industry to us, isn't it? We're like fascinated yeah. by yeah. it. Yeah. I know it's great, and it's lovely because it means that you know you have conversations about such different things. Yeah, it's <laughs> we absolutely. don't come home and just talk about musical theater at night, which is great. Yeah. Um, Did you hit the high note? Does... Did you hit the high <laughs> note? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we've got your plus one, and you can uh, uh, Gene, but we can also we can also have Ethan can sort of tag along as well. He can be um, there to service the Chinzano. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a lovely idea. He can have a little waiter's outfit. Oh, sorry, that's not good. That sounds a bit kinky, doesn't it? Um, <laughs> Gene will love it. You're going to have your lovely interval drink, and you've 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 seen your last show on earth, and now it's time to eat some dinner at a restaurant afterwards. Where is your restaurant? Well, um, we've watched the show in Barry Island in the slots in the arcade. Oh, so that's your idea. Oh, that's your that's your dream venue. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It's got to be on the island. There was only one way. It was right. either that or Billericay, but it didn't seem right. Yeah, uh, right. Because they end up in Barry, so it's yeah. only. Is there a pier? Is there a pier in Barry? No, no absolutely no. not. No. Oh, because that would be it's nice. Penarth, which is the nearest one. Penarth is like yeah. the posh bit next to Barry Island. But what about yeah. the Butlins? Is that still there, the Barry Butlins? I went there when I was a no, kid. No, it hasn't been there for no. years. No. Okay. And what about, no. uh, what's the name of the fun fair that's there? Can you remember? Barry Island. Literally, that's what it's called. Fun fair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I actually don't know if it's there anymore. Yeah. Last time I was there, they were like revamping it. Because did you ever hear the like horror story that someone got decapitated on the log flume? Oh, there's always horror stories like that. <laughs> I know. How the hell did you get decapitated on a log flume? Sorry. That's not funny, is it? Why am I she laughing stood at someone's up. head falling off? I remember the wires and she stood up apparently. And, and she... Oh my god! Sorry, you can't have gone that fast on a log flume. That's ridiculous. There's a, d- yeah, that anyway. reminds me actually of in lockdown. Uh, me and Ethan genuinely started writing a musical uh, for Final Destination. It was like a spoof, oh. a spoof Final Destination wow. musical. Yeah, very. It was very funny actually. We had a lot of time on our hands. Yeah, I, it would seem <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. So is is your is your restaurant of choice for your meal afterwards? Is it in Barry or is it from somewhere oh, else around absolutely. the world? Absolutely, it's in the same. It's in the same spot. Uh, it's there is a chippy on the corner um, <laughs> next to the fudge shop um, where when I was in school. So are, we, are we in Soho or are we in Barry Island? <laughs> 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 oh, I've got two. Okay, I've got two. Okay. So we're gonna have chip. We're gonna have chips and gravy um, or chips and curry sauce, depending on what Jean wants. And then we're gonna click our fingers and we're gonna be in Covent Garden and we're gonna go to that little Italian. Uh, Giovanni's Giovanni's oh my god it's heaven isn't it it's heaven where is that on the little side street that leads down to it's on the corner um, of New Row and then and that little tiny side street it's gorgeous and it's it's one of those where Pino the guy who owns it he's been there for years and years and years and the walls are full of pictures of him and with a celebrity and they're all signed. Oh, it, I'm, it's just I'm stunned that you haven't been there, John. You would love it. They've got a delicious um, garlic, broccoli, and chili pasta. That's all it is. And it's just like, oh. Right. I love it so well, much. I can make that at home. So. Not like this. No, you can't. Yeah. Not right. like this. Giovanni's. Okay. Sorry, well, John. Do you know what? I'm not a huge Italian food fan when I go out. I don't often go for Italian. Oh, I love Italian food. I'll always go for something that I can't cook at home. 
like I'm just around the corner mm. from there's Frog by Adam Handling, which I know you know, Lucy. Which yeah. is some oh, next yeah. level stuff. Gorgeous. It's incredible. And that's the kind of restaurant I like to treat myself at. Not not a chippy or a or Have an you, Italian. Well, you it's not your podcast today. No, you know, so that's, sure. what I mean. so that's what no, I'm just saying. Like I that's kind <laughs> of like right. that's that's why we're different. You know. Mine's themed. Mine's all Gavin yeah. and Stacey themed until I knew that I yeah. could. Not going to get a booner location. Then. Not going to get a booner. Uh, not not. I'm not. A, I'm having a <laughs> No. Um. Uh, the the cheese donuts at Frog. Incredible. Are just oh, 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 oh. cheese donuts. Mate, it's one of the most most extraordinary. It's, it's just so the good. food tastes so good. What a horrible name for a restaurant though. Frog. Yeah, but he's got another one. He's got another one called Ugly Butterfly. So yeah, yeah, ugly butterfly yeah. looks gorgeous. I yeah, need yeah, to go it down does there. Look amazing. Yeah, I'm going to open a restaurant and call it Stinky Caterpillar, and we're going to all go there and enjoy well, it. Well, people remember it. That's the whole point. People will remember the name. Don't <laughs> they? You know, how many restaurants are there called Giovanni's? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, true. That's true. You well, know? it's true. And actually, you on you you still aren't even 100 percent sure that that's the name. <laughs> no, I I just know it is Pino's restaurant. Yeah, that little restaurant on the corner of New Row. Yeah. <laughs> what 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 would you want to eat there? What, in Giovanni's? Yeah, it's a nice pasta dish. Well, you don't order. He just brings you things. Oh, great. So Pino's choice. <laughs> well, we should do a recap of your last show on Earth, yeah, shouldn't we? absolutely. Right, go for it. Okay. Lucy Jones. X Factor's Lucy Jones. Wicked's Lucy Jones. Les Miserables, Lucy Jones. Eurovision's Lucy Jones. You would like to see... <laughs> you would like to see... Gavin and Stacey, the musical... You would like to see a hammed up Matt Willis as Gavin and a wholesome Caroline Sheen as Stacey. You would like Josh Gad to play Smithy, Matt Lucas to play Nessa, Jennifer Saunders to play Pam, Bradley Walsh to play Mick, Ruth Maddock with an amazing 11 o'clock number called You've Got to Break a Few Eggs to Make an Omelette, playing Gwen. You would like an ad-libbing Miriam Margulies to play Doris. You would like Rob, Bly- Rob Bryden to um, continue playing um, the role of Bryn. You would like Gary Wilmot to play Pete, Meryl Streep to play Dawn, Reese Iffens to play Dave Coaches, and Rudy will be played by a very disappointed Ariana Grande. <laughs> very good. <laughs> your, plus, your plus one will be your grandmother, Jean. Your interval drink will be a cup of tea, followed by a Chinsano chaser, and then a bottle of Krug poured for you by Ethan. Then you would like... You would I like... love the fact your husband is your waiter on the last show on Earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's great. He knows yeah. his place. But he gets to watch the show from the back. <laughs> yeah. um, standing, standing room only. Yeah. You would like to see all of this at Barry Island, enjoy some chips and gravy or curry sauce, depending on what Jean would like, followed by a main course at Giovanni's restaurant, served to you by the delightful Pino. Very nice. That yes. sounds... Wonderful. Yeah, it's right up my street as well. Being Welsh, of course, it's right up my street. Yes, yeah, absolutely. I'd love to see that. I'd I feel very, that. I feel very un-Welsh on this call. Yeah, oh, it's all right. It's okay. We forgive thank you. Thank you. Can't be perfect, no. can you? Well, let's uh, say thank you very much to you, Lucy. Thank you very much. It's took taken us ages to get you on this, actually, um, but we're absolutely delighted you've managed to get on it. <laughs> but before we go, let's share your Billy Elliot joke. Now, as regular listeners will know, this is a joke that we like our guests to tell at the end of the show, uh, because Billy Elliot, when people have to audition for it, they have to tell a joke as part of the audition process. And we thought it'd be a nice way to end the show, because you're going to make us absolutely howl with laughter before we say goodbye. So, <laughs> Lucy Jones, what is your Billy Elliot joke? <clears throat> <laughs> Yeah, very good. Very funny. Very yeah, that's good. Great. Yes, yes, yes. That's perfect. God, if, if you've got yeah. it, you've got it, right? Okay, here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Control freak. Control okay, freak now you who? say control freak who. <laughs> that's a good yeah, one. I've good. not heard that one before. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. That's good. Yeah. Well done. Google's finest. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, have you, have you done the thing where you can ask, where you can get Siri to tell you a joke? No. Yeah, I love it. I love it. it. Have you done that, John? No, do it. So you go, hey, Siri, make me laugh. I love playing tricks on vampires. They're such suckers. (laughs) 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 Just stuff like that. Yeah. You laughed so much more at that joke than you did at Lucy's, John. (laughs) 
let's just let's just pretend that your joke was the Siri joke. Let's pretend that was you. I think that sounds a bit like yeah. you. Yeah, I've got to say, I, I just yeah. love the delivery. They sound a lot like suckers, you know, like like Stephen <laughs> Hawking telling a joke, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Very good. Well, listen, Lucy, that was a, that was an amazing um, last show on Earth, a, a, an all star cast. Um, thank you very much for, for joining us on the last show on Earth. Thank you very much, Lucy thank Jones. You. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. So that was the last show of the lovely Lucy Jones. Did it make you proud to be Welsh, John? Of course. She's a lovely human being and a natural-born performer who flies the flag for our beloved Wales, even when it comes down to choosing the last show she would ever want to see. I really love that chat. So did I. And if you listeners out there enjoyed it too, please tell your friends, hit that follow button and listen again next time. Yes, please do. Now, we need to point out that this episode was recorded last winter, just before the very sad death of the wonderful Ruth Maddock, and when Lucy was still playing Elphaba in Wicked. She had just found out she was going to join Limiz, but wasn't allowed to make that public, so we agreed to delay the release of this episode to coincide with Eurovision 2023. And amazingly, this episode release has also coincided with the start of Lucy's brief UK solo concert tour. She'll be performing with the Full Tone Orchestra in Reading on the 27th of April, Bath on the 29th, Bournemouth on the 30th, and Cardiff on the 5th of May. Tickets can be found at fto.org.uk. That's (laughs) fto.org.uk. Now, I've performed with her in concert many times, and she is absolutely brilliant. So get your tickets, people. And don't forget also that there are just a few weeks left of my run in Bake Off the Musical in the West End. Take a look at my website for tickets. And take a look at season two of 1970s detective drama Dalgleish, which begins on April 27th on Channel 5, starring the wonderful Bertie Carvel. I come in from episode three onwards as new recruit DS Daniel Tarrant. And if you're an American listener, then you can stream the series now on Acorn TV. And you are sporting a wonderful, sexy moustache, aren't you, Alistair? (laughs) So that's it. Bye from us. But before we finish, we kindly request you follow us on social media at The Last Show Pod on Twitter and at The Last Show on Earth podcast on Instagram. Join us very soon for another episode of The Last Show on Earth. On Here We Ask the Question, nobody dare to ask. If you had a day to live, what show would be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! My name is John. My name is Al. We've been friends a long time past. You want to know what show you'd see if you knew it was to be your last? What is your last show on Earth? This is the last show on Earth! What is your last show? Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.